Hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Braden, Kai, and Ty discuss the Oilers' historic power play, McDavid's heart candidacy, the Metro race, and Ovechkin's goal chase. Everybody, and welcome back to the hockey edition of the Loose Change podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. The NHL is about halfway through their season. We are into 2023, and this time we've got Braden. How's it going, big dog? I returned from the dead, but I want to go back. <laughs> Let's talk about the Metro Division. Eh? <laughs> what do you guys think? I'll start yeah, yeah. asking a simple yeah. question. Um, are the Washington Capitals all the way back? And you I'll preface that. by saying Tom Wilson and Backstrom are back. So are these Washington Capitals making the playoffs? Back to oh. the lineup. They're playing games. Um, are they back? Yeah. To, are the Capitals back to what? The, are the Capitals back to us safely saying they're a top three division team in the Metro? No. Mm-mm. No, Wild but yeah, like... Team? Yeah, yeah, like coming yeah. in, right? Going back to our season previews, we were like, yo, the Caps are going to score, but they can't like prevent goals. And then they were shit to start the year. And we all went, oh, wild card. It's just law of averages, right? Like it's just, mm-hmm. as, uh, to me, it's evening out, right? They were extremely cold. They're going extremely hot. Yeah, they got Tom Wilson and Baxter back. That helps. That helps the forward group there. Tom Wilson's going to help. Well, they're both good defensively. Well, too. it tremendously helps. It's like mm-hmm. two of their top five forwards, right? Yeah. Well, that's going to help anyone, right? So like, there we go. So yeah. Uh, I think they fall to a wild card. And like part of that too, is the devil's falling off. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a lot of averages as well of them evening out. I still like the devils a lot more than I like the capitals. Let me set up the standings a little bit. Uh, the devils are second place in the Metro behind Carolina. They have 53 points, capitals, 52 points, Rangers and penguins in the wild card Rangers with 51 penguins with 46 Islanders also with 46 points. That's pretty much the race right now. The Capitals, to me, right, honestly feel like the second best team in the Metro, and I put them finishing second behind Carolina. I think, to your point, the Devils are falling off a little bit. And the Capitals, to me, are all the way back. They have that Ovechkin goal chase magic. He might score 55 goals this year. No bullshit. He's already at 29 goals in 43 games. What's that pace for? It's like 55? That's on pace for like 55, I'm pretty sure. I'm not a math scientist. I, but... I think I think we'll get 50. Yeah, you'll be right there, right? If not, it's like he's going to be in that 48 to 52 range, right? Um, but he's going to break Gretzky's record. He would have already broken the record by now if it wasn't for Gary Bettman. Uh, thanks, Gary. Um, and he's lockouts. Best, uh, he's referring to the lockouts and COVID. Gary Bettman caused COVID. Um, <laughs> no, he's the best. I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know how many times we got Vita. It's just like, oh, I wonder how many times we have to repeat that for us to get a little warning on our podcast episode that this podcast is now about COVID. Because now we've Gary, done all this bullshit that Gary, Gary doesn't it. like me. He DM'd me. Um, he revoked our press passes for the All-Star game. I'm sorry. What? I did apply for them. This is me learning live on air that we no longer have press passes for the All-Star game. He- Beat me with the salary cap, and he said it's good. But uh, no, Gary's sick. But point is, yeah, no, Ovi's sick. He's nasty. I don't. I feel like a broken record. I talk. I you know, I feel like we talk about Ovi like the same way we talk about the Canucks or the Leafs, right? Where it's just like, you know, this guy's really good. Isn't yeah, kind of stupid how good this true. guy is. 
But if people had a pod, if podcasts were ba- around when Gretzky and Lemieux were playing, I feel as though every episode just talk about those guys, right? So now we have them. to talk about Ovechkin and McDavid every episode because that's what's going on. Segway, does McDavid hit 160 points this year? He's on pace like 145-ish. A little reference in the year 2022, he finished with like 155. He's getting into his prime and the Oilers have a ridiculous power play that can't be stopped. I think he gets 169. Ooh, that'd be nice. I don't know. Like they're going to, you know what? They're going to buy. They're going to buy at the deadline. So he should heat up. Actually, I don't know if they're going to buy. They have no cap space because kind of on shit. Huh. Okay. One sec. Let's back up. Cause I want to get into McDo- McDavid and McDavid. I want to get into McDavid and the Oilers in a bit, but let's, let's finish off the capitals okay. and the Metro first. Okay. Um, yeah, just looking at the standings here, I think you can pretty safely say that Washington's going to be a playoff team. Like, who's going to knock them out? Islanders? Exactly. No, I don't think so. And that's why I'm kind of posing the question. The Capitals are probably back. I think they might even finish second. The so, Devils, I mean, I think Rangers, the biggest wild Penguins. Card is, biggest wild card is going to be Florida. Can Florida turn around? Florida. Who has 40 points or six points out of a playoff spot right now? Well, let's get into this thing because this is a team that I wanted to talk about. They're ahead of the Panthers by two points with three games in hand. The Buffalo Sabres are nasty. They're back. They're making the playoffs before the Panthers do. And they're kind of hot right now. They're eight and two in their last 10. Yeah, they're kind of sick. They're kind of nasty. Well, they like, do have a heart candidate in Tage Thompson and a Norris candidate in Darlene. That's and a Calder not candidate hyperbole. in Owen Power. I can't believe I'm actually saying this and not kidding around that the Buffalo Sabres have a heart and Norris candidate playing for their team halfway through the season. Dude, man, even their rookies, like outside of like power, they got JJ Paterka. He's up to 17 points in 38 games. Jack Quinn as well, 17 points in 33 games. Like those are some good middle of the lineup contributions from guys on their rookie deals, right? Like JJ Paterka. That's kind of nasty. Payne Krebs not playing as well as I thought he would, but they uh, know that coupled with, Craig Anderson kind of still being nasty. Luka Pekalukanen making his debut here because Eric Comrie's not as good. I get it. I get it. You like the Sabres. Do you I think like the they're kicking out they're the likeable. Penguins? They have good vibes. Who are they kicking out? Because the the setup right now is the Islanders, Sabres, Penguins. One of those teams will make it. I don't see the Rangers falling out or the Devils or Capitals at this point. Right, guys? I don't know, man. The Metro's tough. Like we talk about it every episode because it's the only division worth talking about. The Atlantic's already locked up. The central feels like there's four really good teams and St. Louis is kind of hanging around. The Pacific's just an Oilers mess. Uh, I guess we can move on because the Metro seems to be ambiguous. Do you guys think the Islanders have any chance? They're so boring that I obviously haven't watched them once this season. So I don't know what to say about them they have uh more goal scored than the penguins this year jesus christ a little bit interesting the penguins aren't having that good of a year then in that case no the yeah, islanders penguins are scoring are more than you. the penguins kind of feel like canucks light and i just mean that and i like the inconsistency piece i wish we had stewart on the podcast to talk penguins but since we don't we will wait until next episode to dive deeper into that. So yeah. you wanted to talk McDavid Oilers. I'll let you have your free reign. Go ahead. So what's your question? You think so, he makes 160? 
Uh, I think he hits 160, and, you know, a big part of that is, that, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. McDavid can hit 160 if he learns how to score at even strength. Currently, his even strength, <laughs> like points play? per 60, is equal to that of Pontus Holmberg. Many of you are sitting here going, who is Pontus Holmberg? Exactly. <laughs> McDavid is a power play bum and is garbage at even strength. If his team wants to have any choice of making the playoffs and winning a Stanley Cup, McSelfish should learn to put a little <laughs> bit more effort in when it's 5-on-5 five five, instead of racking up his secondary apples on the power play. Do you think it's got to be a personality In his defense, issue, I think right? they are mostly primary apples on the power play. Think about if he yeah. was selfless, though. Those would be even strength. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it just seems a little bit unsustainable getting one point a game on the power play. <laughs> I mean, that has to fall off. That's the thing. But it's like there's, there's no way that Edmonton's going to score one power play goal a game. The but, Kai, the Oilers have the fourth best power play percentage halfway through the year yeah. in the history of the NHL. What is it? 31%. That's <laughs> one in too. three power plays they score. Like, Kai, what did you say that they can't do? Score one power play goal every game for their entire year. Want to hear my counter argument? Yes. Yeah, they can. <laughs> like, Shit. yeah, they can. Like, like, what about that, right? Like, I don't know how you argue that. They can. David. <laughs> they have McDavid. And the Actually, are... you know what? This is this is going to be... Let's clip this. And at the end of the year, when they lose in the first round of the playoffs, this will be why they lose. Because they aren't going to get any power plays. Ooh, Clip this. Okay. Clip this. The Oilers are what everybody says the Leafs are. Overcapped on the star players with no money to spend on the defense with way too expensive goalies that aren't good. Who says that about the Leafs? Thank you. Everybody. A lot of people that everybody. are older than me. Basically everyone above the age of 40 and half a Leafs Twitter. It's ridiculous. Um, they they say little... the Leafs have too much money on goalies? No, that they going spend too into much money the on their season, star players. Yeah, going into the season, they thought, oh, I, that, I yeah. can't believe they're paying Matt Murray this much. It's ridiculous. I can't believe it. I thought it was a shitty move, but yeah, that was a was whole conversation like on the that. podcast. Like, but, funny enough, no, with the Oilers, Oilers though, their their power play in 2020 was the fifth best in the history. Their current power play is the fourth, which kind of just shows that maybe because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, it is sustainable that they stay this high. You know how shooting percentages are usually like a league average of 11, but superstars are better. Maybe yeah. this team's just better at the power play. Yeah. They, you have McDavid and Drysaddle, like I, and Tyson Berry. I, I know that sounds stupid, but like it, he's legitimately one of the hey, best. Zach Hyman's really good at net front and the power play, too. Like they have really yeah. good power play. It's, it's a team built for. And you know, when you look at the rest of the team, they're like, fuck, look at Skinner, Stuart Skinner the other night. One of the best Team Canada goalies going into 2024. Uh-huh. But hey, he flew home for the birth of his child. And like I know that's important, but like the team's in a tough spot and every win is critical. You'd think his focus would 100% be on the Oilers and he shouldn't miss any games, so he's supporting his team. And like that's just the price that you play for playing in the big leagues. So in addition to McSelfish, like, it just runs through the team. That's the culture that McDavid said. Brayden, who, what was that? A, what was that? <laughs> What was that? <laughs> that didn't see. That was a tweet on Oilers Twitter tape from Mr. Peter Burns, um, who was complaining about Stuart Skinner skipping a game to go to the birth of his child. Which I don't care. That's an all-time great Oilers. Wow. Thing. Like, Oilers I don't. Uh, I don't think we had it in the pre-game notes, but our loose change loser of the week is Oilers Twitter. 
<laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. I don't even know. I, I'd be in the same spot. I'd be thinking the same shit if I wasn't used to my team being ass. But yeah, I don't know. They they've got no money. They're capped out. Once Kane comes back, because remember he's at me, and that's a big loss to that team though too, right? Losing Kane for sure. He's their secondary scoring. But even then, like that's still scoring. Like they need to defend. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, to your point, the Leafs' defense is their defense. They have Tyson Berry. They have Cody Cece. They don't have a lot of great defensemen. Who Who's their best defensive defenseman? Who's their best defensive one? Adam Larson's with the Kraken now. Like, Bouchard. Bouchard. Bouchard's Bouchard. your shutdown? Uh, he gets buried, like, too, though. Nurse, maybe? And even yikes, Nurse man. isn't good defensively? Like... I don't, I don't even know. Who's what was that guy? And he was injured. Is he back? Fuck. Clefbaum? No. Was it Clefbaum? I don't think Clefbaum plays anymore. I do I do Is think he that's done? who you were talking about. He was the guy who was he good, was right? Good. He was and good. he was injured and he's just been out. He was great, but yeah, yeah he's he, he hasn't like, played since uh 2019 20. What and happened? He's done. Back neck, stuff. I'm Googling I think him? Neck back, something like that. Yeah, neck back him? surgeries. Like he's done I think he's still under contract. Yeah, yeah he has his LTI. Yeah, he's not playing this year. Yeah, and he was, man, he was good. He was but, good. He's got a great name, too. Like, when you, they shot it, the Oilers Twitter every time he scored, a clef bomb from the point. Like, it was pretty good. They're in a wild card race with Calgary, who's one point above them. They're eighth seed, Calgary's seventh. Ninth- Calgary's too good to not figure it out, man. Like, they're going to pick it up. You, It's stupid, but somehow the Canucks are going to make like well, some pressure on them like ahead of the Canucks no, parade, and there's Canucks also are... Nashville Actually, Colorado so out of it yeah Nashville Colorado and St. Louis you're talking about teams that are going to figure it out those you sound like St. three Louis. teams that figure it out yeah. as well they you got know, a game in hand against St. Louis with two points like that's really if St. Louis wins their next game it's tied I would like to say just on the note of the Canucks they are eight points back but they have three games in hand so assuming they don't blow this three nothing lead which they are already well on the way of doing. Three two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried um, to live bet the Canucks when they were or live bet the Penguins when they were down three nothing and FanDuel wouldn't let me. No. <laughs> I know better, that was eh? that was easy money. Yeah. <laughs> I always put money. Always just the annoying thing the with the Canucks, Canucks is that they're always just within distance. They go on like a five game winning streak. Like they're yeah. there. They're mediocre. They're a mediocre hockey team. Yeah. And there's almost nothing you could do either. I swear you could sell your three best players or something in the Canucks DNA that will just keep them leveled out of not getting a top five pick and not making the playoffs. Well, hey, you could get Metchkov at six. That's possible. But you're likely going to get Braden Jaeger instead. But we'll talk about that. The Jaegermeister. How good is UC Saros? Is he the best goalie in the NHL? Is UC Saros the best goalie in the NHL? No. Who is? Because so far he's been playing like it in my estimation. Elias Sorokin. That's actually a pretty good pick too. <laughs> you and your underdog picks. That's such a you thing to do. Aiden Hill and Ilya Sorokin. Aiden Hill's nasty. Goalies. <laughs> Hates Hellebuck though. Can't stand uh, him. Alex Poe, he's stinky. Yeah, he's not even good. I can't believe this. Looking at goalie stats right now. Dude, Martin Jones is third in wins in the it's NHL right now. Grubauer. <laughs> Grubauer's bad, man. I thought he'd bounce back maybe, but he's... I don't even know, man. Well, somehow Martin Jones is stinky. good. Makes no sense. 
yeah, but it's hockey goalies are voodoo. They're all they're all freaks. Yeah. But True. that's our goalie segment. Um do you want to get into our surprise segment for Kai? Surprise All right, this segment. is our first Ooh. ever. Here's our surprise segment on Kai Kai. We talked about this before, Tyler and I. All right, we we had some time. We're, we we we'll we'll go first. We'll give you some time. Most obscure NHL that you could think of. Of all time or current? You can go all time. I've got a good one. You're gonna laugh because you're gonna remember this guy. He was supposed to be our savior. Definitely Canuck. Yeah, it's Tyler, gonna have you, to be a Canuck. Yeah, it is. Tyler, you want to go first with yours? Ian White. Ooh, good pull. How many years did he play for the Leafs? Too. Uh, more than that, like five, six at least. He played some in Detroit under Babs too. I liked, I liked Ian White. He was good. Remember how Gill? Hal Gill was good, wasn't he? Yeah, I Gil remember. Hal Gill was responsible. From my first time ever as a Leafs fan, turning off the television because they were playing <laughs> Boston and Hal Gill in um, a 5-4 game, Leafs were up, catches in the third period, catches the puck and then turns it and throws it behind his back to the defense partner. <laughs> Refs call a penalty, Boston scores and wins the game. <laughs> Leafs end up losing the season by like two points out of the playoff spot that year. I Fuck Hal Gill. <laughs> That's what I think. I've got I've got two. I got a defenseman. Tyler, this one's a bit more recent, so can I remember the guy. Remember Philip Larson? Oh yeah. Who did we trade and, for him again? Uh like a seventh round pick, and then he got right. nailed behind the net. Oh by yeah. Long, got rocked in his like third game. And then yeah. the more obscure one, three NHL games in the 2016-2017. Let's see if Kyle, I want to <laughs> see if I can It's three three. No fucking way. Let's go Penguins. <laughs> they blew it in the first period. Fuck you, Sandal. Will not so let me back. for listeners right now, these are Canucks <sighs> fans reacting live to their team blowing a 3-0 lead with laughter. This is how it is. <laughs> this is apathy setting in <sighs> with Vancouver. Yes. Okay, I want to see if Kyle will get this one, though. Kai, 2016-17 season. Guy played three games. Year before, Swedish player. Um, second round, 2009 draft pick of the Canucks. He won... Uh, Top scorer in the SHL the year before and won the gold helmet. Who am I talking about? Oh, what was this guy's name? I remember he was like very hyped up. Anton Rodin. Anton Rodin. <laughs> Man, that was that fucker? everyone was so I had him like locked in our second line for like an Me entire too. offseason. I remember he got <laughs> injured like right away and then he was shipped. Yeah. Right, give oh, me an obscure God. NHL player. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone not Canucks related, but everyone, my head just goes towards the Canucks. Of course, because um, you think oh, your younger, your younger days, you only really watch Canucks games. Latvian legend, Ronald, and Kennedy. yeah, Ronald Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> can't, even, can't even let me go through the intro without. We uh, talk about him all the time on this podcast. Well, he's so obscure. Why do we talk favorite. about him? He's we sick. have four ever <laughs> listens from Latvia, so shout out our Latvian listeners. If Ron, it's Ronald Kennedy's listening. Ronald Kennedy's, yeah. I got was he playing with the Sedins for like a 20 game stint? Yeah. And he was sick. He was sick. Remember, yeah. Remember Aki Berg? No. No? That sounds like a that's a made up name. That's like Mark No, he Gonk played for territory. the Leafs. He was defenseman. I swear no, to God, he was number 36. This. Okay, I'm looking this up and then we're moving on. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> if you remember Aki Berg, let's buy a jersey. Yeah, fuck yeah. He played for the Leafs. He played 600 games. 600 when <laughs> yeah um 
2000 to 2005. He played on oh, the Leafs. Oh, okay. Yeah, until I was six. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. high 11 points in 81 games. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Bro, I'm, Terry Berg. I'm old enough to remember Jeff O'Neill scoring a hat trick for the Leafs. That's how old I am. Have ball. you seen that guy run now? He can run 100 meters in like two and a half minutes. It's ridiculous. Um, I want to touch on McDavid a little bit more. This guy, I think, has the heart and Teddy Lins locked up already. Do you guys think there's any competition out there? Tage yeah. Thompson, Pasternak, are those guys really going to take away from McDavid, who has 77 points halfway through the season? I think... I don't think that Pasta will. I think that Tage Thompson absolutely is in the conversation. And we're going to get the same fucking thing we get every year where it's what's most valuable mm, to the team. Right. Whole and where would the debate. Sabres be without Tage Thompson? Because the Devils made it to eighth place in a similar situation the Sabres are now. And Taylor Hall won the MVP because of how he was playing that year. Yeah, Tage Thompson's almost a goal a game. Like, Yeah, I mean, if if Tage Thompson keeps it up, I, I think it'll definitely be a conversation. But Well, to be fair, if he keeps um, it up, he scores 60. So, yeah, true. Hey, I want to talk about Chip, something. I want to talk about Tage Thompson. Can we finish this point first? Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, get into it after here. Sorry, I'm not about that. It's the ADHD. It's the voices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much got it locked up. Uh, kind of hard to make an argument against it. I remember when we hailed Robertson as the pick for the heart, and then McDavid's gone god mode since then and really separated himself. Yeah, now he has 20 more points than Robertson. (laughs) Yeah, like it was, we talked about that, and then I checked again in the leaderboard like two weeks later, and it was like, oh my god, what happened? So McDavid is listening to the podcast and getting We got fuel. him angry. Yeah. Hopefully he settles down after we uh, tug him off in this segment. He has I mean, 34 goals. I, I don't know if we criticize anyone more than McDavid. Well, he's got to be better. Um, Bad leader. <laughs> it, it, to me, it depends if Thompson can keep it up. Right? Like, <laughs> keep That's it up. That's really your other guy, eh? It's, it's McDavid or Tage. Doesn't he have like 31 goals in 38 games or something stupid like that? Like, oh, yeah. It, Tage is 31 in 41 games. That's really good, no doubt. But if you look at betting odds, McDavid's minus 300. And then you look at like Tage, he's like plus 1600, implying that it's McDavid's already locked up. Teddy Lindsay, I don't think anyone's going to not vote McDavid. No, it's even McDavid if Tage gets 60. Yeah. The Rocket the players, is really the question. And McDavid has 34, passes 32, Tages 31. He could clean sweep this shit. And the Oilers could also miss the playoffs in the same season, which is the ideal scenario, I think. <laughs> I can't wait till McDavid leaves to go to the Leafs. Um, yeah, I think. Do the Oilers miss the playoffs? Yeah. Does he win it? Does he win it? Okay. Here's. I'm going to throw this one at you. A little spaghetti noodle at the wall for you here. Throw it. I'm going to lay out a scenario and you tell me who wins the heart. McDavid finishes like on his crazy point thing. We'll say he lands at like, I don't know, 150 points. Oilers yeah. miss the playoffs. Tage Thompson's finishes out whatever he's on pace for, like 110. Sabres make playoffs. Who gets the heart? Wow. I like this scenario. Mate, Kai, probably Tage. Probably Tage. That's not an unrealistic that? scenario. Do That's you... not an unrealistic scenario at all. Do you think he should win that? Would you vote that way? 
playoffs shouldn't matter because the rest of the team, but we know that yes. the writers do bring it in. To I me, it that... does matter, but I think the heart is the most valuable player to their team. And hey, bring it back to five on five, baby. Tage Thompson is right behind <laughs> Connor McDavid in five on five points. If McPower, play, if McPower play can't make the playoffs, then Tage Thompson should win. I love it. Oh man, I can't believe a Buffalo Saber actually has a chance of winning this. He does. He totally does. No question. Totally does. Did the Sabres win the Jack Eichel trade or the Ryan O'Reilly trade? Oh, for sure. What's wild to me is that last offseason, Elliot Friedman cooperated that Tage Thompson could have been had for a fifth round pick. That's how quickly hey, he's turned it around in two kidding. seasons. Here's okay. Here's where I want to get into it. There's two things I want to get into it here. You guys, number one, let's start with okay. First thing. Okay. 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 Tate, Tate Thompson is bad for the <laughs> NHL. Tate Thompson is bad for the NHL because all these GMs now are going to think that oh he's six foot eight. He's the next Tate Thompson, and they're going to trade crazy assets for the the next Tyler Biggs. That's what's going to fucking happen because NHL GMs are dinosaurs. Oh, number come two. On. I, am I wrong? Number two. Little. You tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. I don't buy into Tage Thompson yet. Guy, he's crazy. Man, Brandon, you can't do this. You can't have like a guy's elite for two years and then you're just yeah, like, I just shot, haven't seen enough yet. He I just shot, know, Rupi he shot like, most guys are in the no, league no, for like no, three no, years. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing with this. I'm not really. This guy's gonna shoot 20% for the rest of his career because he shot uh, 20% last year and he's shooting 19% this year. Does that sound like a sustainable shooting percentage to you? No, there's no elite players shooting. shoot higher percentages. Yeah, not fucking one fifth of their shots. What is no Austin Matthews' career shooting percentage? I'm curious. What is Steven Stamkos's? Career shooting you percentage. Stamkos is closer to like 16. Pedersen's closer to 16. You want to use those guys. Matthews is a volume shooter, not a quality shooter. So Matthews I, shot 18% um, in his rookie year, 18% last year. I mean, you know. So is he Austin Matthews level? Ways. Like, I don't, I don't. And then it's that. And then the other thing I have is like, maybe I'm, How yeah, do I'm you getting go from highlights. Here's the thing. Maybe he's going to be the MVP highlights. to this. In like he's still minutes. having a really good year. He's still having a really good year. I'm not I'm like here's the thing. But you to also me, don't I'm, buy in it. I wonder if he's riding an extremely hot two year heater because the <laughs> other part of it too is that at every single fucking goal he scores is this amazing fucking spinorama one hand on it somehow finds the puck through open traffic and jams it in. How many fucking shit goals does Matthews get? He gets a lot of dirty. Yeah, goals. him scoring All those spectacular goals doesn't un- bode well for him. That's it's sick, but it's not sustainable. You can't score sixty high like. Goal season, goals this season. You gotta get to them in the garbage, and I'm sure he does. But my point being is, like, just the amount of them, I, it makes me go, "Is this guy just riding this crazy high?" That's my question. Brayden, what I like about you is that we need a hot take guy on the podcast, and you, I have like him. Taking, I just it. have questions. I have a question. I have a question. He's nasty. Like he's nasty. He had high potential through his draft <laughs> year. Like there's a reason. Like he was picked in the first round. But like, I have questions. Right. Tage, you're it. Am I going to take the the last eight years that the guys had or the last like year and a half? I'm just saying. I'll take the last year and a half because he's that's how development works. Yeah, but you don't develop at 25. Like you peak around 23. Well, evidently that's not the case with him. So or anyone really. McDavid's having the best year of his career at 26, right? 
most people have their best years at like 26, 27. I'm not. Hey, Sidney Crosby's gonna... 35. Hey. I'm not saying he's at his best. Kai, like, Ovechkin. I don't want. I don't want to hear 45. from Kai. I don't want to hear this from Kai because all I'm going to say in response to this is Marcus Granlin, Lyndon Vay, Emerson Edom, Jason Magna, Tyler Shapoo, and all the other fucking Sia Granlin players that we traded for. Those are potential players, but Those they were different. 23, and Those they were already suck. what they were. Derek Pouliot. There's another. They're all bad could... though. Yeah, but that, so was Thompson before this. That's my exact point. Is that the? Wait, right. so are you saying that they shouldn't have traded for Tage Thompson? Because no, Kai, his I'm point is nothing. That the amount of, these guys, no the amount of guys, the <laughs> amount of guys that are shit, and then, oh, they're 23, and they just fucking figure it out, is extremely small, and Tage Thompson is a unicorn. Players yes. are what they are right. by the time they're 23. But then maybe, maybe this is what he is. Maybe him in the St. Louis organization was not getting enough opportunity, and that this is his true self. Yeah, but then he was shit in his first year in Buffalo. Yeah, and he's been amazing since. Sometimes it just clicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 24 right that. now. I I mean I look back to two years ago. I'm a very different person then. Like physically, I'm stronger. Like there's a lot of different things, right? And I'm not a fucking NHL player. So, I can I, I transition to Slavkovsky because he's a similar build to Tage Thompson, and he's been mm. terrible to start. Now here's the next thing I want to get into because now I'm gonna swing onto the other side. There's Can too I finish much setting up Slavkovsky. Yeah. Or... <laughs> 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 He's got four goals and six uh... assists and ten points in 36 games. He's only playing 12 minutes a night, Braden. What do you think? Zero points in his last 12. So... There was the shame. Right? Right? Okay, so yeah. I don't like the development. I think he should be in the A, and I think the Habs are making a mistake playing him in the NHL. The reason that they're playing him in the NHL is because they're in an insane hockey market, and if they took a first overall pick and didn't play him right away in the NHL, fans would be losing their shit. And this is a bigger problem to me, where people expect the first overall pick to walk into the league and be insane right off the bat. We were talking so you're not writing pregame. off that this guy could be the new Tage Thompson. He's 18 still. Like he still has time. Like that's my whole oh, yeah. point here is that he's still got four or five years before he is what he is. That's a lot of that's a half a decade to develop. But we see all oh, Slavkovsky, bust, who's Lafreniere, bust, who was first overall mm. last year. Powers, like, okay, powers playing good, but he took a year to develop. The Sabres took the right route and let him stay away and develop on his own because that's what he needed. He wasn't ready yet. We go back the year before. How many we you guys know people were calling Jack Hughes a bust for the first two years? Well, we people were calling Dolly. He just bust. two minutes ago said that people peak at age twenty three. Yeah, you are what you are. At I know what is going on I, here. I, I'm so confused. What's going on? There's like, too much pre- people Coco, expect this to come in. It's you're allowed insane. to talk about them as being a bust. Yeah, at this but, point, they're two years, maybe one or two years away from being their peak. According to right, do you, you find that you're using arguments you for one thing and then throwing them out for your no, next thing? No, twenty five is later. different than twenty three. Twenty three is different than eighteen. You're really gonna sit here and tell me that an eighteen year old is different than a twenty three year old? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. But I just, I just find it interesting that you threw out Lafreniere and Kako into there too. Those guys are young. They've had two years in the NHL. They're two years. Lafreniere's two years post draft. I do want to talk about Lafreniere. Thompson but let's was talk six about years post draft. Right Thompson was six years post draft when he got traded to the Sabers, and Lafreniere's two years post draft currently. We're really going to say that two and six are the same because to me that's a four year difference. No, you, to it's your point, Brayden, you're right. Like you should let players develop, and I think it's like a cross sport thing. I look at the NFL, all these rookie, um, the college quarterback that just won the national title last night is older than ten quarterbacks that started in Week 18 this year in the NFL. Like yeah, that's crazy to me. Better. 
And you look at the NHL, the same thing. The, these top end players are expected to be amazing already. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes till Tage Thompson, 25 years old, for you to But explode. my point that is happens. Thompson's a unicorn. I don't my point think so. is that 25 is give me two other players that I hit like that that were shit and then just at 25 figured it out. Give me well, one that player. not scoring 31 goals in that sense, but like players that develop into top six forwards bef- after turning 23, 24, I'm sure there's players that I can name. Give me one. Um, let me think of a player. Uh, Wayne Simmons. How was he when he made it? I I don't know, but I'm just naming players. You know, they, I'm sure there's I could name most players that are uh that weren't amazing at 23. I feel so superstars are Alex amazing Burrows. at 23. Sure. Michael and again, coming back to, and again coming back to unicorn. Like they're rare is my point. I guess right? so. where people are yeah. my my entire point here is that we're writing off Slavkovsky. I don't think he should be in the I NHL. I don't think writing he's ready them yet. Up, writing them off necessarily, but I think it is definitely troubling. It's troubling. You got to, yeah. I mean, end of the day, I think you got to. It's a line. About it it's a spectrum. From an organization time. standpoint, they're right? not really we're, doing what's best for his development. People were calling Jack Hughes a bust. Fuck. Remember when people were calling Dalene a bust and saying that Hughes should have gone first overall or Svechnikov should have gone first overall, and that Dalene was, was even the best so defenseman yeah. in his draft? No, that was a year ago. Last summer, Would, they were definitely talking about that. Yeah. Do it again. Who are you taking first overall in that draft? Dalene, for sure. Svech is the only one I can even deal with an argument for. But other than that, yeah, you're taking him first overall. Like, I don't okay. know. You got to give time for the young guys. But to me, five years post draft at 23, like, you're that's not extreme to say that you are what you are. So, transitioning to Lafreniere, he's an interesting, like, trade target. The Rangers might want to go for it. And I'm not sure how willing they are to keep Lafreniere and just watch this fizzle out. They might try to trade him for a decent value. How much do you think he has value and how much value has dissipated because of his age by now, Brayden? Okay. Uh, Cause you know what? I'm Go saying, ahead, oh, I, sorry, I'm... sorry. sorry. I, I just want to interject here. And you know, we talk about age. Should we be talking instead about NHL games played? Like how many games do you play in the NHL before you can be like, okay, this is what you are. It, 200 games typically is the barrier. Cause last year is at point. 175. The issue though, too, the mm. issue I have with games is what are you getting? You develop differently getting top six minutes with power play time than you do on the fourth line getting nine minutes a game. Lafreniere's on the latter end of that, right? Like, we have the kid line this year, but up till this season, it hasn't been great. Even now, he's still playing, what, third line, 14 minutes a night? Yeah, Um, he's not getting a lot of opportunity. And I know I just said, like, you got to buy in, but, like, to me, for, like, yeah, two years post-draft, or three years post, and we're still at this point, Mm. it's concerning. So... This is one I've trouble. I've had trouble with, and the reports are that they would need. I'm using. I know we said no more Canucks, but I'm using this as an easy example because it's a trade guy. They've had talks before. Already breaking our New Year's resolution. Uh, it was yours, not mine. I made no promises. Kai, <laughs> how would you feel one for one Horvat for Lafreniere? Yeah, I mean, let's do it. You'd be pro that, really, eh? One yeah. for one. I I am not gonna sit here and do what we did last year and shoot down every JT Miller trade proposal. Because it wasn't enough. It wasn't the three pieces. Exactly. Let's just go get some. But yeah. you know what? I'm with you, Kai. You let's with it too, Braden? Would you do it? Like I don't know. Let's not talk about, hey, let's try to get more. On the table, take it or leave it. Do you take that trade? Take it or leave it. I want a more sure thing. So you leave it. You don't do it, eh? I don't know. Like That's the thing. I can't look at it in a vacuum because I have to go, what else is available so I can compare? 
but right, it's almost but like would like, I rather with have the like Rangers? A f- you can't have it. Like with the Rangers, for example, if it was like a first round pick and like I'm trying to think, Brendan Hothman. I don't know if they do Hothman. You'd rather a first, a first round, pick, round pick than Lafreniere. First round pick and a prospect, or in this draft, or Lafreniere. It gives me pause. And like the thing too is like the Canucks would have to add to Horvat to get Lafreniere back. No, no. Yeah, that's what other reports are saying. I don't believe that. That's what the reports coming out saying. Maybe with an extension to Horvat right away, you can get him. Well, those are two different things. Yeah. Right. So. uh, And let's be real. I think Horvat seems like it would be a sign to trade. Horvat's going to the Avalanche, so it doesn't matter. But. I don't like. I have I have hesitation. Like I'm I'm curious to see like, his values plummeted because we know that they're looking at moving him. He mm-hmm. has played 100. Like you said, he's played 170 games. You look at his advanced stats; he's got decent numbers. It's just, I, I the Rangers as a whole are bad at developing. They've had how many like top five picks, top ten picks that just went to waste. Um, I don't know why they do so badly. It should there. be really good. Yeah, Leah Sanderson, Capocacco. Uh, Lafreniere and like Lafreniere dominated in junior like he was yeah, fucking he was nasty really like he was head and shoulders above the rest so it's not like you know a Yakupov situation where like yeah he was good but like you know we draft I remember the hype the Lafreniere hype was real for sure he was a good junior player so there's got to be questions about the Rangers and can another team rescue him I think the Canucks could like I, I everyone you put with Pedersen just turns to gold so I'm sure same thing would happen there um, but I've got questions. All right, I want to get some money one for the listeners, so let's throw it over to the best champ out of the week. Cue the music. Best champ music of the week. Yeah, I love it, dude. <laughs> Betstamp is the app that finds the best odds for your bet. Download it using code LOOSECHANGE to find your winning bets. Go on there. I found Capitals puck line at plus 150 over Philadelphia. Need I say more? It's the Philadelphia Flyers, the Capitals of Wilson, Backstrom, back. They have Ovi on a goal chase. They'll probably win by seven, so I'm taking them to win by at least two. Plus 150, Capitals are going to destroy the Flyers. Say it with me. Yeah, I'd hit that. And that was the I'll best stamp of the week. Thanks, best stamp. Thank you. Best stamp. Braden, I want to hear stuff? this training story. Okay. All right. So we're done the hockey. We're over to. You guys missed it. It was your favorite segment. What is it called? It's Braden's Talking Corner. Ooh, I need to get some music for it. Or do you just want to keep doing it yourself? I'll make my own little thing because, like, I'm just really creative. Um, So. <laughs> I started a new role with the same organization this week. I got more power. He got promoted up the pod loose change ranks. Anyways. Yeah, they heard the podcast and they're like, you want a promotion? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I guess. Um, they're like, cool. We want more stories. So today's story, I'm in training. I've been training all this week. We're doing introductions. You know, everyone's talking about themselves. I'm like, oh, I got a podcast. Some icebreakers. Yeah. I'm like, I got pod. You guys should go listen to it. It's fantastic. Anyway, so the trainer comes around. It's like his turn. And oddly, I don't know why this is his fun fact about himself, but he says he's born on 9-11. Kind of rock star. That is but, a crazy uh, fun fact to say. What? Oh, I don't know if it was like specifically 9-11. He's How born, is that but he's fun? Born on, 
So he's born on September 11th, or I don't know, he's done some story. He goes, yeah, I'm born on September I was walking 11th. through blood and bone. Well, here, here's my thing, right? So he goes, yeah, I was born on September 11th. Um, my friend sent me this article, and the article was titled, Why Your Birthday is Ruined Forever. And it took every single part of me to not come off mute and just go, why? What happened? <laughs> I thought of it i went my mouth my uh, my fucking uh, finger was on the button and i was just like i was sitting in my head and i was going is this workplace appropriate and i went all right i don't see oh, why it not it's that like, tragedy it's, it's like 20 like because the airline it's been 22 years it's been uh, 22 years like and then i'm like can uh, i just sell it that i legitimately don't know what 9-11 is and then just sit there and be like why like, why is that about like what happened did you lose your dog <laughs> Like and just completely is that, bullshit. Just, is that Pearl Harbor? I don't. And then like people just, I'm sure people just like won't get my sense of humor. Like there'd be some people who are just like, what is wrong with this kid? But like my fuck, I was like, I, I oh. if I didn't care about this job, I would 100 percent made that joke. And then my next thought was, I've got something for tonight on the pod because it, it was too good of a joke not to make, and I needed to let some people know that I, I had thought of it at the very least. Yes, I know what you mean. When you want to say it, you're just like, ah, let me say it. So that's why you have a podcast. You can say it here. Yeah, I hope they don't find it. But like, oh man, like there's just like some freaks in training, dude. Like I had this guy in my last training group and he would talk about like showering his dog and I was dog had stinky armpits. And he like he like had a big beard. and He was like older. So he'd make jokes that he was Santa. And I swear to fucking God, I swear to God, this is a true story. We have a meeting with the executive director, like the head of the whole area. And she's like an older lady. She's like in her 60s. This guy's older, right? Santa guy's older. And his opening words, fucking day two on the job. He looks like the executive director, the head of the whole fucking division and goes, oh, I haven't seen you since you were a little girl on my lap. Dude, what? <laughs> Dude, what? Like you can't. What? No, he's, he's just really leading it to the Santa bit. Yeah. But like, and like. <laughs> I remember the director was just like, huh, what? And she was like, do I know this guy? Like, is this a neighbor from when I was younger? And then he like looks at his, he like pulls his beard. And he's like, I'm Santa. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And he like left the job like a week later. May have been related, may have not. I don't know. But like. Well, what do you mean may have been related? He had toys to make. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, that was just some insane shit. Like, training is just insane. There's. Uh, I don't know how people like. Like, like, get jobs. Like, I know how I do. Are I'm you really getting smart. good on the pool? That's what you're doing, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm working that shit. I'm working that shit like it's Kai Kuiper's face. I'm working well. that shit like it's uh like it's a credit card, and my crack is the ATM. <laughs> All right. Thank you yeah, so I think, much. For I think that's a good way the- to wrap up. There you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Loose Change Podcast Hockey <laughs> Edition. We'll be back this weekend with a football episode. And like Norm McDonald once said, the late great Norm McDonald, dance like no one is watching, sing like no one is listening, love like you've never been hurt, and fuck like a goddamn reason.